continue tonight our studies in the larger catechism. And tonight we come to question 181. We take as our text tonight verse 5 of the chapter we read, 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And question 181 in the larger catechism, why are we to pray in the name of Christ? The sinfulness of man and his distance from God by reason thereof, being so great as that we can have no access into his presence without a mediator, and there be none in heaven or earth appointed to or fit for that glorious work, but Christ alone we are to pray in no other name but his only. Why are we to pray in the name of Christ? So we're told that the reason is the distance there is between God and man. Now the distance between God and man is of course infinite, even in the case of of Adam and Eve before the fall. Adam was a creature. God is the creator. What a huge difference there is between the creator and the creature, between the potter and the clay. God is omniscient. He knows everything. You and I, we know a little. Man, man's knowledge is limited. God's is unlimited. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. Nothing is too hard for him. You and I, our, our power is very limited. We are dependent on him. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere at once. All over the world, all over the universe, all over heaven. He is everywhere. You and I are in one place at one time. God is eternal. You and I are creatures of time. What a difference between God and us. God is unchanging. We're changing all the time developing, going through various processes. God is self-existent. You and I are dependent on God. God is one, without parts or passions. We are made up of many parts. Our bodies, our souls... All sorts of parts joined together in the one. So there's this huge difference. 
We think of the difference between a fly, a little midge, and an elephant. What a huge difference. We think of the difference between a drop of water and the ocean. The difference between a speck of dust and the world or the universe. And yet, these differences are finite. God is infinitely great in comparison to us. So enormous, so great, so good, so wonderful. Now, God bridged that difference between the creator and the creature with regard to Adam and Eve. He did it in the covenant that he entered into with our first parents. And God came into the garden and communed with our first parents. We can't reach God. Man by searching can't find God. But God can come down to us. And God did that to our first parents and they had fellowship with God. And they had this covenant of works. No mediator was required then. Because no offence had been committed. The angels don't have a mediator between them and God. They don't need a mediator. But then sin came into the world. And that was a huge, devastating change. In the day that thou eatest of it, thou shalt surely die. Man died spiritually. Death came between God and man. A huge change because God is holy. God hates sin. God's justice demands that sin be punished. The wages of sin is death. So there's this <coughs> hatred in God towards sin, the justice of God, the holiness of God. He is of purer eyes than to behold iniquity. Think of Isaiah 59, verse 2. Your iniquities have come between you and God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he cannot see. He cannot hear. God and us and the barrier sin. So it's not just the difference and the distance between the great creator and the creature, but now there's a wall between us, the wall caused by our sins, and the wrath of God against sin. And it's because of that great barrier that we need a mediator. You see in this verse that we read together, verse 5 of 1 Timothy chapter 2, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Think of how it's put by John in his first epistle. My little children, he says, chapter 2, verse 1, My little children, these things I write unto you, that ye sin not. Yes, we shouldn't sin. And the Bible is written so that we won't sin and the law of God condemns sin. My little children, these things I write unto you that ye sin not. 
And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. An advocate, a mediator, one to come in between an angry God and a sinful criminal, you and your creator. We need an advocate, and Jesus is the great advocate. He is the mediator and the only mediator. The fit one, as he said, as it is said here. There is none in heaven or on earth appointed to or fit for that glorious work but Christ alone. And we are to pray in no other name but his only. He's suitable. He's suitable because he is God. Fully God. But that's not enough. God can't be a mediator. But he's also man, and he's fully man, so he can represent us. Now, a man in and of himself couldn't be the mediator. But he is both God and man. Not half man and half God, not a mixture of God and man, not something in between God and man, but fully God, with a full divine nature. And fully man with a full human nature, body and soul. And both united in this amazing one person. And therefore he takes hold of the throne of God in heaven. And he takes hold of you and me, worms of the dust in this world. And he brings both together. The mediator. The middle one. The day's man between God and men. The one who unites both together. Suitable because he's God and man. Suitable because as a man he is sinless. No other man or woman is sinless. The Roman Catholics, they think of Mary as a mediator. Or as they put it, mediatrix, mediatrix. They call Mary their mediatrix. But, but Mary was a sinner. How do we know she was a sinner? Because she herself tells us in her great Magnificat, where she thanks God, her Saviour, she calls him her saviour. And you don't call somebody a saviour unless you need to be saved. And she calls Jesus her saviour because she needed to be saved. And the only reason she needed to be saved was that she was a sinner. So Mary was a sinner. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit doth rejoice in God, my Saviour, my Saviour. Mary was a sinner, and she needed a Saviour, and she needed a mediator, 
And she can't be our mediator. She can't take hold of God. She can't approach in her own name unto God. No. We need, she needed, and we need the only mediator. There is one mediator, and only one, between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And he made atonement for us. He wasn't just a perfect man, but he was a perfect man who took our sins upon himself and was punished in our place, atoned for our sins, died as the Lamb of God in our room and in our stead, endured hell for us, cried out, it is finished, it is completed, and then gave up the ghost. So he made atonement for us, and having made atonement for us, having purged our sins by his death on the cross, he ascended from this world up to heaven with his own blood, and he entered into the temple above into the holy of holies in heaven and sprinkled his own precious blood upon the mercy seat in heaven, upon the throne of the Father. And the Father said, Sit on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. My beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, he was punished for us. He finished the work. Having completed it, he ascended up on high. He's there at God's right hand. Our priest, our mediator, our advocate with the Father, the one to plead our case, our friend at court. So then, the sinfulness of man and his distance from God by reason thereof being so great, man so far away from God because of his sin as that we can have no access into his presence. Adam ran away from the presence of God. Man ever since has been running away from God. We can't approach that burning fire. Remember when God descended on Mount Sinai. How nobody dare approach. And if so much as an animal approached the mountain. It had to be stoned or thrust through with a dart. So exceedingly terrifying was the sight. That Moses said. I exceedingly fear and quake. The holy mountain on fire because God was there. Take off your shoes from off your feet. For the place whereon you stand, Moses, is holy ground. And only Moses could approach the mountain because God called him to approach. He could come and speak with God. But anyone else who dared come, they would be burnt. They would be destroyed. A sinner cannot approach a holy God. 
we can only approach because we have a mediator. Moses was a mediator for Israel, but he could only be a mediator because he was a type of Christ. And he was picturing Christ. And he was depending upon Christ. And he was sprinkled with the blood of Christ. And Christ was interceding for him. And therefore, he could be our mediator. One mediator, one who represents us then with the Father. One great priest to stand for God, for us before God. How can we pray? We come to Jesus. He prays for us. The Roman Catholics go to their priest and the priest prays for them. Well, we go to Jesus. He's our priest and he prays for us. We present ourselves in his presence and he presents his sacrifice on our behalf and we pray in the name of Jesus and claiming the merits of Christ. Thank God we don't have to claim the merits of a human earthly priest. A man who's a sinner. What merit could he have to make atonement for us and to deal with God on our behalf? But we have Jesus, the perfect man and the perfect God. Ah, God and man united in one person. And he comes and he presents the sacrifice on our behalf. And that sacrifice, none other than his own blood. You and I are debtors, but he comes to pay our debts. The Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. The ransom is paid and the captive is freed or the slave is set free. And you and I were captives, but we're set free. We were slaves, but we're delivered because Jesus paid the full ransom price for us. And so Peter can say, in Acts chapter 4, there is none other name given under heaven among men through whom we can be saved. We must be saved. We must be saved, otherwise we perish. And we must be saved through the one name, the only name, the name of the one mediator, Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He was appointed to this place. John 6, 27. The Son of Man shall give you life. For him hath God the Father sealed. God the Father has stamped him with the divine stamp of approval put a seal upon him marked him out to be the one mediator to be the priest to be the saviour to be the intercessor 
for him of God the Father sealed. He was appointed the mediator. Think of Hebrews 5 verse 4. No man taketh this, this honour unto himself, but he that is that was called of God as was Aaron. Jesus didn't take this honour on, on himself, but he was appointed by the Father to be our priest. Now Jesus didn't come from the priestly family. The sons of Aaron were priests, but Jesus was of the tribe of Judah. How then could he be a priest? Well, as Psalm 110 tells us, a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And Melchizedek was a superior priest to Aaron because Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek and Aaron was in the loins of his father Abraham when Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek and Melchizedek blessed Abraham and without contradiction the less is blessed by the greater so if Abraham was blessed by Melchizedek that shows that Melchizedek was greater than Abraham and who was Melchizedek the king of Salem and the priest of the Most High God, the King of Peace, the King, the King of Jerusalem, the King of Peace, and the priest of the Most High God, higher than Abraham, higher than Aaron and the Aaronic family. And so our Lord Jesus Christ is a priest after the order of Melchizedek, which means that he's not just a priest, but he's also a king. A king like Melchizedek and the great priest. The great priest. He was appointed by God. And it was prophesied concerning him that he would come and fulfill the role of the great priest offering the sacrifice making atonement interceding for us bringing about reconciliation between God and man bringing man unto God now notice here it says the sinfulness of man and his distance from God by reason thereof being so great as that we can have no access into this presence of God without a mediator and there be none in heaven not among the angels not amongst the saints in glory none among those in heaven nor on earth wherever you look on earth appointed to like Jesus was appointed to be the mediator or fit for as God and man, that glorious work, but Christ alone. So it's called a glorious work. Yes, indeed. No work manifests God's glory like the atonement. Yesterday I went for a long cycle ride, rode along by the canal all the way out to Bishop Rick's. It was a beautiful day. It was Lovely to, to see the countryside and 
to see the canal there. And then I began to reflect on all the variety of life that there is around us. Even in a journey like that, you look at the canal and there's fish in the canal and there's frogs and all kinds of insects within the canal. And then you look at the shore and there's all these um, spiders and flies and grubs and worms and there's birds and there's mice and rats and voles and foxes and birds, all kinds of birds around and swans on the canal and ducks and water hens and you think, what a variety how many different creatures and then you look at the, the vegetation and all the flowers and the grasses and the trees and the bushes and the bulrushes and the lilies all these different kinds of flowers and you think how amazing our God is who made all these hundreds and thousands of different species of things each living out their own life each getting their own food each being sustained and kept in existence. What an amazing God we have who created all these things out of nothing by the word of his power. But if creation is marvellous, how much more glorious is redemption? How much more wonderful is the work of our salvation? because it manifests not just the power and the wisdom of God, but it manifests his grace and his mercy and his incredible love and his great holiness and his great justice. God is revealed at Calvary in a way that he was not revealed in creation. There we see God punishing his own son, his own beloved son. And why is he doing it? God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God revealing his love to us at Calvary. Love for the sinner, gracious love, love for the unworthy. God revealing his amazing wisdom, finding a way whereby a holy God and a wretched sinner could be reconciled. God showing his amazing mercy and kindness to wretched sinners, bringing them into fellowship with himself, making them even his sons and his daughters. Showing his wisdom Showing his power, showing his grace, showing his love, showing his holiness, showing his justice. Oh, God reveals himself in that glorious work. The glory of God, the glory of his grace, the glory of the gospel. There's nothing so wonderful as the cross of Calvary. That glorious work 
and Christ is alone appointed the mediator. And we are to pray then in no other name but his alone. Liberal theology, which became so popular in the 19th century and has filled the big churches in our land, liberal theology tells us that Jesus was a man, just a man, a great man, a good man, a wonderful example, tremendous teacher, but he's not God. Well, if he's only a man, he's not fit. He's not suited to be our mediator. He fails because as a man, even the greatest man that ever lived, he's infinitely distant from God. And if he's a mere man, he has inherited the sin of Adam. And therefore he cannot be a perfect saviour. We need one who's sinless and one who's man, but also divine. What folly there is for those who come praying in their own name. And many do. They don't think that they need a saviour and they don't pray for Jesus' sake. They pray for help. They don't realise that the first point, the starting point in an acceptable prayer is praying through Jesus, in Jesus' name, and seeking his help to make our prayer acceptable with God. Paul in Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Whatsoever ye do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. When you're giving thanks, when you're praising and saying praises to God, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. When you're praying, pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. When you're approaching God, think of this. I can only come through Jesus. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin, and faith claims Jesus. Or Hebrews 13 verse 15, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, giving thanks to his name. By him therefore, by Jesus, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. And any sacrifice that we come to God with, the sacrifices of our givings, the sacrifices of our prayers, and the sacrifice of our singings is only acceptable in Jesus. For Jesus' sake. Pray in no other name. Praise in no other name. So then, have you claimed Jesus as your mediator? Are you trusting in him as your great priest? Are you committing your life to him and seeking that he will 
take your place and stand for you before God? Have you cast yourself on him alone? That's essential, and that's the only way to be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you take him as your mediator. And fellow Christian, are you rejoicing more and more in Jesus as your priest, as your mediator, as your intercessor? Are you consciously more and more looking to him and thankful to God that you have one through whom you can come to the Father? Claim Jesus as your priest and depend on him alone. Let's pray. O Lord our God, we thank thee that we have a mediator. We thank thee that we have one who is interceding for us. We thank thee for him whose name is above every name. And we thank thee that we can come in his name and we are accepted. Accepted in Christ. We pray for Jesus' sake. Help us to realise more and more how dependent we are on Jesus. Grant, O Lord, that we would realise that he is the mediator and the only mediator between God and men, and we need a mediator. So bless us then with faith in Jesus and help us to come through our Lord Jesus Christ to the throne of God. In Jesus' name we pray.